Yo, 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 this is your boy Isaac. Now, it's AJ, and uh, we are Brothers at the Net. We got a fun collab tonight, and I will invite Craig Bell, of course. I will invite uh, Bryce from Brothers on Tennis, and I'll invite uh, Isaac, also from Brothers on Tennis. Let's find him right now. Isaac, and that should do it. We're going to have the best time. Looks like all our friends are here. Looking forward to this. With the brothers, here comes Isaac. Here comes Bryce. I'm sure Craig is on the way. What's hey, up? Jay. What's up? What's up, my man? Isaac, how are oh, you? Oh, awesome, man. How are you? I'm wonderful. You've got your At The Net podcast uh, hat, as I've got yes, my sir. brothers on tennis hat. <laughs> I can't wait for tonight, man. Oh, there's Bryce. How are you, sir? Good. Hey there. How's everybody? What's up, bro? How are you, bro? We're doing well. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to this tonight. <laughs> you too, man. I mean, this is this is exciting, man. You know, the at the net guys, the brothers on tennis guys. Wait a minute, hey. hold on. I, I got a hat I gotta put on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't He's forget the about the hat. Hey everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Hey, How's everybody feeling? Oh. Excellent, excellent, man. Hey, are you recovered, AJ? Are you because you were at the uh, Houston tournament, right? Are you back? Man, I had the best time. I recovered pretty quickly. It wasn't too uh, <laughs> too demanding. Uh, not too many late nights, but uh, you know their night matches started at six, so uh -huh. two matches. I'm in bed by ten thirty. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Absolutely. Oh, you, how really far fun. did you have to travel? I mean, was it just in your, was it near you or what? Well, you know, uh, the Dallas Open was 1.2 miles from my house. Ah. Um, but Houston, uh -huh. that's a solid four-hour drive. Yeah, so that's... we had to do, we had to do Airbnb. Oh, there's Brycey with the Athenet hat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. I love it. Love it. <laughs> So Rick, this collab. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Hey Pat, I see you out there. That's hey, right. hey, that's and, right. You know, uh, one of our our big fans of both podcasts, Rick Eckloff, had a match, and now he doesn't, so he's with us. So welcome, uh, Rick. I'm so glad everybody's along. The only one we're missing is our boy Craig Bell. I'm sure. Yeah, where's uh, our he, boy Craig? Where's Craig? Know, what's up? I don't know. I I have invited him and. He always makes a grand entrance, and hopefully it's with his <laughs> brothers on tennis hat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Isaac was asking Love about it. Houston. Yeah. Um, Four-hour drive, Airbnb, great fun. I went down with right. some friends. I got nice. to um, to help out with the USPTA thing while I was there, and okay. all these great players who played both Dallas and Houston. And I sort of nicknamed. It was a very country nickname, but uh, Texas two-step. Like, any, if anybody can play both tournaments if anybody can win both tournaments which our uh, bearded tall friend opelka did the, <laughs> the two-step i was uh, you know what came to mind for me at first was the whole utep two-step mr yeah. uh, tim tim hardaway <laughs> but, but but we'll keep it to tennis tonight <laughs> love love basketball love ut el paso also yeah yeah we will keep it to tennis um I'm going to invite Craig Bell one more time, but folks at home, what we're doing tonight, of course, uh, I love these guys. Uh, we enjoy each other's podcasts, and uh, this is the first collab that we've ever done with them. However, 
we've had Bryson Isaac and a few others in a six person panel before. So we, we love each other and have a feel for each other. And for those reasons, we're going to have uh, a blast tonight. We've got, I'm going to warm it up with a very spicy third set. We got a, a three segment format. The end will be pretty funny and pretty spicy because I know <laughs> these two brothers have a lot to say. Always. The, uh, the middle Always. segment. The middle segment is kind of fun uh, also. It'll be um, us discussing our favorite moments this past quarter, this past winter, you could say, of our own podcast, but also of each other's podcasts. And then the first set, and we're just going to go right to it, and Craig will join us uh, any minute, I'm sure. But the first set will be kind of a tour, as Bryce designed it, kind of a tour of the first quarter of tennis starting honestly, in probably late December um, and going all the way through March. So I'm looking forward to that. And that will be what we do first. I want Bryce or Isaac to start with that one. Oh, wow. Look hey, who we got. CB, hey. you did make it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I was uh, had, uh, you know, still working you know, at the club. So you know. that's great. <laughs> that's great. It's the At the Club podcast for CB. So oh, yeah. right. we, we needed to hear the 50 Cent playing in the background. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it without the 50 Cent in the background. You need the 50 Cent in, in the, the background. At the Club. <laughs> It's great. Uh, it it yeah. is not Craig's birthday, but it's his wife. So yeah. we can sing the at least the first couple bars of that song right now to sing. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, actually, you know, I, and I met my wife uh, forty years ago yesterday. After the day after wow. she turned eighteen. Uh, because I, I was asking her, she was at a party. She shouldn't have been at this party. It, it was a college party. And I go, how old are you? And she goes, 18. I'm like, oh, okay. Because it's 17. I was 22 when I met her. And I didn't want to date anybody 17. So I was kind of like, oh, 18. Okay. I go, what you 18? 18 she goes, okay. yeah, 18. You, you got to have your standards, guys, you know. Come on, you know. Especially that in Utah. Year. That yeah, one 17. year. Uh, well, all right. It, Craig, don't tell that story. Don't tell that, that story around any law enforcement. <laughs> no, you know, that's uh, 18, 18 will get you 20. <laughs> well, see, there you but go. Not, but not in Utah. So I'll, let you, I'll let you mull on that. So I, and I am Mormon, and I have about 200 wives out here at the club. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 rotate them, I rotate them around all the time. So if, they get, if I get mad at them, I go, you're heading out. Sorry, new one in. So. New wife. <laughs> Such an entertainer this man is. So all yeah, while playing set. Fifty Cent. <laughs> right. Oh, love it. He got nothing. Love Fifty it. got nothing on me. So. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so third set we're talking sure. spicy fun stuff. Second right. set we're going to get into each other's podcasts and our own and highlights. But here we are. We're starting with Bryce yeah. on kind of a tour of results of note uh, from the first quarter. Uh, beginning back basically Christmas. Bryce, you're on. Then we'll go to Isaac. Then we'll go to Craig. So, you know, the, the interesting thing for me is one of the first events in the beginning of the year was the whole ATP Cup, right? And we had been saying that when it came to the team competitions, Russia was running things, right? On really right. both the mm. men's and the women's side, yeah. right? So we thought ATP Cup, you know, Russia's going to run and take this. What we did not expect was that the Rona was still out there. 
And so the Rona got Rublev, it got Karatsev, and so that brought Russia down to, I think, Daniil and this Safulin? Safulin, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roman, Roman Safulin, yeah. Yeah, and he played really well, actually. Um, but I just don't think uh, Russia was coming with their strongest team. And surprise, surprise, a team that we've been talking about for a long time now, well, maybe two or three years, um, was how strong Canada could be. And we didn't think it would be without, you know, green giant, you know, um, <laughs> Rayanich. We thought he was going to be a part of the yeah. mix, but... He actually wasn't. It was the new guns coming through for the first time, uh, Shapovalov and um, FAA. And the last thing I'm going to say about it before I turn it over to you guys is that I think we saw, I mean, just like we're saying, we've seen how Kyrgios has taken his doubles win and he's taken his singles a little more seriously. I think even that win for Canada did a little extra something for FAA. And and I think it showed in his results as well. So what did you guys think? I'm with you. I feel like it helped Chapo, even though maybe not in terms of attitude, but certainly confidence in tennis. I know he had a rough loss with Rafa, to Rafa at the Australian Open. But boy, did Felix take things up. After losing something like eight finals, he won Montpellier over, uh, was it? No, Rotterdam, I think, over Stefano um, mm-hmm. Sissipas. And right. he hammered him in both sets, and it was just dominant indoors. And I thought, oh, man, uh, Felix is a new guy, and I love that. So great observation, uh, Bryce, on how a team event can fuel individual success as well. How about Isaac and then Craig? Well, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on that topic because, you know, a big FA fan, of course, and I think that he did really a great job at the ATP Cup. Got his maiden title. I do, I will say this though. He kind of has been a little bit flat since he took that L against Rublev in that next final. Because remember, he made two finals in a row. He won the one against Sisipaz, and then he played that yeah. following week and he made it to the final because I thought he was going to do two in a row. And he ended up actually getting stolen by Rublev. <laughs> and, and since that time, Felix's game has been, and don't get me wrong, I don't. It's no sign of danger, no red flags or anything going on. But his his results actually have not been that good since that final. And and I think it might be just him kind of like, whoa, I, you know, I got my maiden title, I've got that monkey off my back. Now I can kind of start resetting myself and and getting myself, you know, ready for some other things. But of late. Felix actually, in my opinion, has not actually been delivering, but I am very proud of him that he got his main title. Yep. Good stuff there. CB, how about you? You got a highlight for us from the first quarter? Two things. Yes. Tim Hortons, poutine. That's Canada. That's all Canada. I got to say. You nailed him. <laughs> you got to get go to Tim Hortons. It's kind of like Bucky's here in the in the Texas area. Tim Hortons is such a legendary place. And then eating some poutine. That's why those guys and gals from Canada are winning. So they, they got good, they're fueling up at Tim Hortons on some good poutine up there. So I, I, I used to travel to Canada a lot for work. And so I'm very familiar with Tim Hortons. Yeah. Um, but oh, that poutine. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No, that can't do you guys, it. You guys said it. Said,
wrapped it up really well. ATP Cup, uh, uh, Canada, boy, howdy. Who who would have thunk, you know, five years ago that we'd be saying that Canada has a better, you know, teams or team tennis than or even players at this point than uh, the U.S. of A. You know, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's that, that's really a. You know, interesting to note that uh, the players that you all mentioned on the men's side, women's side, uh, have really uh, come of age. Uh, I th- I think we're behind them actually. Hopefully, we're you know, women wise, I think we've got a lot of ladies that that are coming up. But our guys, you know, we, um, we'll talk about more uh, w- with the guys here in a bit. I know from the American standpoint, but you know, Canada seems to have uh, you know be singing that tune. Oh, Canada! That's all I know. So that's all. That's all I got. Well, let's uh, let's move over. After the ATP Cup, there are a couple of tournaments in Adelaide. That's in South Australia. Um, you know, I guess west or a little bit west of Melbourne. Um, let's start with Bryce again. What do you think? And 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 you can please talk about not just one, but both of them, Adelaide. Well, the only one I want to talk about is the one that Moan Feast finally showed up and was able to snag a title again. I was so happy for him. I think even though he hasn't won anything else so far this year, I think we've seen in every tournament he's progressing further. He's looking better. Um, I think the marriage was did wonders for him. Now, apparently, it broke Svetolino's back. <laughs> But, you know, for, mm. for Monfils, he, he, you know, he's been clowning since he's gotten married. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor Spitalina. I guess she realized that, uh, you know, hey, he, he he can get out there and make that money. I'm going I'm to sit here and just do me for a little while. Exactly. Because <laughs> she has definitely been... Uh, getting uh she's been taking some taking some l's of late which is very interesting because she of the two is mm-hmm. has always been the disciplined one the one that mm-hmm. you know you can count on her pretty much to you know get get the the results uh that you would expect i guess and and gael was always the wild card and i feel like that's kind of flipping and it's uh i don't know you put a ring on it and i guess stuff just <laughs> mentally changes <laughs> you, it's, it's funny you say that there was definitely a time that she's the one who stretched religiously and got to bed mm. by 10. And, and now her results dipped, his are up. And you mentioned the money. I'm hearing that he wasn't incredibly well paid by Wilson, but he oh. is very well paid by this company, Artengo, which is a sub brand of Decathlon, which is kind of a, a sporting giant over there in Europe, particularly France. So he got the bag from prize money, but also from a racket deal and the man is playing great and the man he beat in the uh, in the final must be asking to speak with the manager he karen kasanov <laughs> did not expect to get his ass kicked by lamont yeah <laughs> yeah oh man and and, and and just to and just to be balanced you know on 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 the women's side yep. for that tournament we had ash barty continue to do her thing we're thinking she's on the road to dominate for 2022. Um, and she starts it off in Adelaide over Rybakina. And um, how wrong were we? Well, yeah. I wouldn't say we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just not right. Just not right. Exactly. I think we were surprised. See, Craig, I'll let you, I'll let you jump in on that one. <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's, you know, what you guys were saying, you know, uh, Monfi, 
I always think of him as maybe a great two or three, you know, match kind of player, but serious contention for like a slam. Never made the semis or the finals just because he, he's just such a wild card, like what you all were saying. I, I enjoy his tennis. I really enjoy watching him play, but, you know, it just he, he just didn't seem that serious early on. Maybe he's a little bit more serious. Maybe marriage did Svitolina to uh, settle him down a little bit and say, hey, she started kicking his ass like, hey, come on. <laughs> get out there. You got to make some coin for, for the effort here, you know. Right. Put a ring on it. You got you to show show me the love, you know. So, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. All of a sudden, she got injured. And I was like, huh, how'd that happen? So, okay, well, you know, who knows. But uh, uh, she, she was definitely playing well, I thought. <laughs> all of last year. I mean, she had some really good results and, and uh, uh, but maybe that took too much stress out of her uh, to uh, play that high level tennis. I mean, that is a grind as we all know. I, uh, I know we'll talk about Ash Barty in a second, but you know, that gal, I mean, eight, eight months of solid tennis outside of Australia, outside of the, you know, down under, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, yeah, Monfi, uh, playing some pretty good ball. Good stuff. Let's move to, oh, and, and I, I'll, I'll just mention, uh, since we're on Adelaide, yeah. Adelaide uh, hometown boy, Kokinakis, after a really bad injury or two, to win his hometown tournament, that was pretty special. And maybe that individual uh, success fueled a little bit of team success, him and Kiggs winning the Australian Open. But let's get to Melbourne and, of course, the Australian Open. Uh, let's start with Bryce again. Well, you know, I had predicted Medvedev was going to win. Actually, I had predicted the final. I predicted that it was going to be Nadal versus Medvedev. Wow. But that's where it ended. Because I thought <laughs> Medvedev was going to win. And actually, watching it, I was still thinking <laughs> Medvedev was going to win, considering... Uh, you know, his start in the match. Um, so was very, but was very happy for Nadal. Uh, you know, it's one of the interesting things, and I'll just mention this very quickly. A lot of times in the history of tennis, you know, when you have kind of the top competitors in the game, you can't be fans of one or the other. Like you were either a Lindell or a McEnroe fan, or you were a Martina Navratilova or a Chris Everett fan. And, and we've just gone through this period with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal that whichever one that you're a fan of, you don't hate the other one. I mean, you just, it's kind of like, that's your play cousin, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, right. and so you, you kind of got this, this special kind of love for them too. So although I am a Roger guy, uh, I never, I always still kind of root for Nadal unless he's playing Roger pretty much. And um, to see him win, to see him come back from having been on crutches and in a cast, you know, not long before, for him to be the first one of the big three to hit 21, for him to do it on the surface or at the major that he had been the least successful, um, for him to also match Djokovic on having won each one of the majors twice, it was such a historic event, and, and I found myself being a little happier for Nadal than I even thought. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was very happy for, for, for Rafa. I thought that he, he got in there, and, you know, again, the pick was Medvedev. I feel like he realized 
probably after that, after he lost that second set in the third set and was like, you know what? I got a real crazy opportunity here. And uh, everybody's had all of their attention on Djokovic being the one to surpass everybody and get to 21 and 22 and blah, blah, blah. And he's chasing and, you know, and Djokovic basically sabotaged himself and he wasn't there. And the dog was like, you know, hey, why not me? <laughs> right. And, 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 and to me, I think he just stepped up. He did Rafa things and he did what Rafa does, which is Rafa doesn't give up. Rafa plays every point 100 percent. And I don't think I don't think Daniil Medvedev was quite ready for that level that Rafa was able to take it to because that's what the greats are able to do. He didn't assume or think that Rafa had that last gear. And when he got in that gear, Medvedev was like, oh crap, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Do you think, I, I, do you think, yeah. do you think Medi, Medi lost it or Rafa won it? I'm interested. I sorry, think, sorry, I think a little both. I would say a little bit mm -hmm. of both in right. all honesty. I think mm -hmm. that he realized that Rafa had taken that his, his, his level he he skipped up a level and i mm. think medvedev was like i don't think i can match that because mind yeah. you he's a young gun he has only mm. won one yeah. slam so he is still in awe of the of the big three let's not you know let's right. let's let's call it like it is i honestly feel like he realized that rafa was going into a zone that he did not have and i also think that rafa stepped his game up and was like you know what i am not going to allow this opportunity to pass mm. me by here i come Right. And Isaac, I just want to throw out to you, I, I totally agree with you. I do think it's a balance between the two. And, and I don't take anything away from Rafa because most people put in the same situation would not have been able to pull that off. Uh, but now that we've kind of learned that Medvedev has been suffering with this hernia, um, it'll, it's very interesting. And he would never probably come out, never say. But right. I wonder if that played a role at all for him on his side of the court. Interesting question. Yeah. Um, I, I believe he believed in Bryce's predictions that Medvedev would beat Rafa. I believe Rafa may have even believed that for the first, first 90 <laughs> minutes. Um, but when you say, you know, what effect did the hernia have? Uh, you know, we'll never know, but that's a great question. My question is, what effect did his substandard transition game have? Because Rafa exploited the little bit of inexperience in the midcourt by about the, I would say late in the second, no, late in the third set. And he yeah. hammered that uh, nail for the next two hours and won mm -hmm. it in five, which is That's just, it. like you said, very happy, but totally amazing, yeah. CB, how about you? What were some yep. highlights from the Australian Open? Yeah, uh, obviously uh, Rafa went in. You know, I, I mean, I respect Rafa immensely. I still love Roger, he's the king and he'll always be the king, uh, you know, Ash Barty, you know, I just amazed at that lady, you know, just, uh, you know, how she's able to win and then win for the first time since Yvonne Gulagong back in, what was it, 74, 5, 78, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And to pull that off, um, I mean, that, that was incredible. Um, you know, Danielle Collins, I was really happy for her because she, mm -hmm. she played really well that, that tournament. I, I think she's right on the cusp. She just can't quite get there all of a sudden, but uh, maybe she will this year. She'll figure out how to win. So I think there's something in, that she's got that uh, uh, is, is very impressive in her game. Also, I saw today that she's going to be down in Austin with our buddy, uh, Christo Van Rensburg at the ATX. We might save and talk about that later in the third set or something, but yeah. she, she's going to be coming to Texas uh, for a WTA event coming up 
uh, in uh, October, I think something like that. That's right. Like yeah, that. I think yeah. it's late October, and it's a yeah. WTA two fifty. Right, but uh, you know, it was it was a good event. I, I love the Australian Open. Been there a couple of times. I think that's that's my favorite place uh, of the slams. That uh, uh, unfortunately, it goes on at two in the morning. <laughs> that's a, you, know, you get a little sleep deprived after a while. You mm-hmm. kind of. You know, but, you know, it's great theater. Melbourne's a great, great city. And, uh, you know, I think everybody enjoyed being back, you know, playing in front of the crowds that uh, uh, they finally got them back. You know, Australia, as we all know, has kind of been interesting about uh, their policies on COVID and, and rightfully so. I mean, however you, whatever side of the table you, you all sit on, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not been fun either way. And I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, the, fan, the fans being, being back, are, it's nice for the players, I'm sure, to hear hear the uh, the roar of the crowd or you know uh the applause you know hey you're, we're behind you you know that kind of stuff even though some of it might be you know uh vetted towards the other person you know um you know i think that they all enjoyed uh hearing hearing the applause and seeing people back at, at the, the stadium again right on how about uh, as we wrap australian open all three fellas yeah. anything else we've talked mostly about men's and women's singles any doubles highlights for you from that first quarter <laughs> You got to give love to Special K. I mean, you know, they're crazy. They're out of control. Mm-hmm. They had the number one team in the world twisted, ready to scrap in the locker room. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> even had their own countrymen talking smack after the finals. So <laughs> spicy Special K, man. They yeah. are they are something to deal with. And But I tell you what, it's nice to hear, though, that they are going to, collab, you know, uh, play an entire year together. And I'm, my hope is that they do actually make it through to the top eight of the year in championships because that will set that thing on fire. <laughs> wow. they, are, they are both pretty proud. Anytime you go to an ATP event or even just go to their website, uh, the individual rankings are Salisbury, Ram. You know, it's very normal. But the team rankings at every tournament, they display it. Kiggs and Cock, number one in the world. <laughs> and, and Nick, you know, I talked to Nick four or five days ago. He's like, shout out to Cock, man. Me and Cock, number one, number one team in the world, baby. <laughs> you call that yourself awesome. a journalist. Did he say you call yourself a journalist? Piss off. He did. He said, piss off, mate. Next question. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I, I will throw out there on the women's side, um, Krychikova and, and Stiakova, I mean, they, they were like, look, we number one. We're going to come remind y'all why we number one, and we're going to do it right here. And, exactly. and they, they did. They um, did. Now, I, I, I am going to introduce kind of a different subject here, uh, and I think Isaac may have brought this up on one of our shows, so I won't take credit for the idea. But I think, you know, as we're seeing Krychikova have some kind of like health issues, you know, it was it was very impressive to be number two in singles and number two in doubles. She may not be able to continue that for the long haul, and it will be interesting to see if she'll have to try to give up some of that doubles time. And and I think it was Isaac that said, which is very interesting because I think she may actually enjoy the doubles more than she does, you know, the singles. So. That's going to be something to keep our eye out on for her as she's currently already out with injury. That's a great point. She's probably going to have to choose. And the, uh, the, um, the coach in me wants her to breathe better and close the mouth. And, uh, 
right. You wrong for that. Right. You wrong. You wrong, but you so right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to say, I always look at it as like, she's surprised. I mean, what's going on? Just maybe girl, Stop. you you know. Stop. Let that woman hit her ball. Let her hit her ball. <laughs> I love Pratika, but I, y'all. I'm, I'm, but yeah, I, I got the best with her, though, because she's, yeah. <laughs> you keep Kratika's name out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's right. Cut it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, um, I want to move on to after the Australian Open, Montpellier in France. Uh, I think there was some action in, in Rotterdam, but. Shout out to Rick Eckloff, who's um, <laughs> who's absolute hero. That's Bublik, and you know he said it in the comments over here, but it's also in my notes. Uh, Bublik beat up on the other Sasha, Sasha Bublik over Sasha Zverev in the final of that awesome indoor event. Uh, guys, let's start with Bryce. Tell us uh, some of your highlights from just after the Oz Open. Well, for me, it was we mentioned earlier Rotterdam when FAA finally broke the curse and, and got his first title under his belt. Uh, and I really was hoping that next week in Marseille that he got that title too. Cause I was thinking like, wow, he gets his first title, then boom, he gets the second one right behind that. But you know, Rublev wasn't hearing that. So um, that did not happen. And then the, the other kind of like, highlight for me after um, the Australian Open probably was Sloan also winning again um, after such a, a very long time. You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, how interested Sloan is in actually winning. Um, uh, and uh, she, she showed up and she took care of Guadalajara and took that title. So that was good for her. That was good. And uh, how about the absolute adorable meter um, skyrocketing when he, she, mm. she thanked her sweet husband, Josie Altador right. of U.S. men's national team. He's got to be one of the high scoring, highest scoring guys, at least in, in our lifetimes, in the past 30, 40 years for the soccer. Mm. And uh, just so damn cute. The newlywed <laughs> vibe, the, uh, at, like she said, and my husband. And then she checked herself. She's like, wait, my fiance. No, it is my husband. I, <laughs> I love that girl. But I mean, how do you not love her tennis? Right. Her uh, her smile. She's just amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaac and Craig, what do y'all have? Go ahead, oh, Isaac. Man. Well, first of all, yeah, of course, got to give a shout out to Rick for the Sasha beatdown. The Sasha, Sasha, Sasha beatdown. Gotta love that. I was quite happy to see Bublik get his first title because yeah. he's, you know, he again is one of those guys that's really interesting never know what to expect from him. He's always going to throw in, a, you know, a drop shot serve or between the legs. I mean, he's he's very much a Nick Kyrgios type of guy. But I like him for whatever reason. And I was really, really happy to see him not only get a maiden title, but again, to beat Zverev, because that just brings me pleasure to see Zverev lose. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just not a Zverev fan. Hey, you know, him, all the, well, we'll get to that segment later with the chair. But anyway, um, I very much was happy for Sloan. Um, like Bryce said, you know, she, she's just a, a wonderful young lady. And um, I, I, I'm a little concerned about Sloan right now, though, because Sloan seems to be on a little bit of a slide. Now, she done got back with Kamau. Now, Kamau, 
come on now. Let's get it right <laughs> and get things moving again. Because uh, she is on a little bit of a slide, if I have right. to say. But, um, but we love Sloan. And I guess the only other thing is, uh, you know, how about the Lele, Miss Layla Fernandez, on yes. her back-to-backs? Let's talk about that. Because everybody loves Layla Fernandez. She is just mm-hmm. so awesome and incredible. And the fact that she was able to go back to her maiden, you know, uh, tournament win and back it up, not too many people can back up a tournament win. So that to me was extremely significant for, from her. And I just thought that was incredible. So yeah. I'll leave that there. Yeah, good stuff there. Because she was our first uh, pro follow on the Athenet podcast. I know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't know so, that. Nice. Give her a I, shout I out right thinking, there. I remember thinking, who is this 17-year-old kid, Layla Annie? And it, was, it didn't even say Fernandez. Layla Annie Tennis. And then I looked it up. I was like, this kid's going to be a baller. <laughs> I have no idea she's going to be in the finals of the U.S. Open. But when I saw some some of her posts, I was like, kid, attacking, lefty, chip backhand, regular backhand, amazing forehand, and a gutsy little slider of a serve. I love it. Um, yep. I think it's Linnell who pointed out she did not have a great tournament. I believe Linnell called it a mess in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, but... Maybe that's like Sloan, just a little bit of a slide. They fully, uh, their teams fully understand that the French Open is coming up and you're going to have a slide. Let's slide now yeah. and do right. great at the, at the actual, you know, Rome and, and France. Right. Yeah. Two, th- two things also come to mind from this last, last couple of months. Uh, let me let me say one thing. Rick Ekloff always thinks Sasha Bublik is going to win every tournament he enters. So, <laughs> so d- d- just take that as a grain of salt because he's he's in Bublik's camp all the way, kind of like us <laughs> and Federer and and uh, Rod, uh, and Rafa or Novak whenever they enter. Uh, you know, well, at least he was right once. Right. <laughs> he was. He's like a he's like a broken watch. He's right <laughs> twice a day. Right. That's Rick so far only once here. Right. <laughs> Take him with a grain of salt. Just just that small grain of salt because he's 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 in the bublet camp. You know. Right you know, there. It's, uh, I I must sympathize because you know I, I happen to know locally there are teaching pros who Craig and I know personally who all think Rick is the 50-year-old embodiment of Sasha Bublik. Like, he serves <laughs> underhand. He plays that weird game. He's right. like, you know, tall, skinny guy, you know. So there really are some parallels. Um, I, and I'll also yeah. say, support for Rick, how many, Craig, how many slams did I pick Ash Barty to win? And I was right three times. But it must have At been, least 15, I think. It, 15 must, have been, is... it must have been wow. four years worth, three right. years worth of slams. And, right. uh, you know, she finally came good, and she's gone. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. well, also, and one, one other point that I was going to make about oh, BNP yeah. Paribas. Uh, you know, I thought that uh, that was a great effort on behalf of Taylor Harry Fritz and uh, Rafa Nadal playing that final because both of them were pretty banged up. Obviously, Rafa uh, is, was really injured, and, and, you know, Taylor Harry also, too. Rafa, how do you feel coming off uh, BNP? Do you feel okay? Well, Craig, thank you so much for asking. No, Taylor and I were both, both very, very uh, uh, feeling the physical problems, no, but uh, all the pressure. I feel great. I'm having a break. No, I'm going to be back not for 
Barcelona, but uh, Madrid. So I will see you there, no? <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so it's good, so good. Bro. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's spot on. I just want you know him to be able to do that with Rafa one day. Yeah, that'd be me funny. too. Or uh, what's the guy from Australia? The Australian guy that does Rafa as well. Um, oh, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. I, I'd love right, to see you right. and Elliot both go at, start, you know, having a conversation with each other doing Rafa voices because uh, you guys, you guys would just crack it up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so funny. And then both of you start talking, well, you know, just kind of do you, you get to get the mannerisms, <laughs> but you know, uh, shout out to Rafa seriously for that broken rib playing through that uh -huh. could have easily said, you know what, uh, I'm out and I'm sorry, you know, in my best interest of health, the dude stuck it out. Uh, Taylor Harry, you look at that ankle. Holy smokes! I saw him. You know, uh, I think I was watching a replay. I didn't realize his ankle was that bad. You know, I saw what he did. I think it was in practice. Didn't he roll the ankle in practice? Wow, man, that was that looked pretty pretty hairy. As you you know, no 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 pun intended, but uh, you know, it was uh, quite quite a uh, injury. And you know, shout out to both those guys. They played some yeoman's tennis out there on. Uh, uh, you know, injured bodies. So I thought that was a really nice event. Miami's always uh, a great event. Uh, Alcarez, uh, you know, yeah, Carlito, as uh, uh, Adrian calls him, Carlito Alcarez uh, did did a really great job down there. Swiatek, you know, Bianca Swiatek, you know, uh, played uh, uh, or however you say her name. What what the hell do you say her name? It's Swiatek. Swiatek. We're told to throw an N in there, like Swiatek. Yeah, Ega, really Ega, right, Ega, Ega, yeah, Iga. right there. Iga. So I, you know, AJ knows that if I can't pronounce their name, I don't vote for them. So I don't think they're winning. So you know, it's like, hey, if I can't pronounce somebody's name, you know what? I'm not, I'm not voting for you. So you get, get an easy God. name, you know. So that, that's my, that's my, that's my two cents. Spend it wisely. That is great. We will. Um, hey, uh, Craig yeah. had some yeah. fun ones there, but he got a little ahead because we got to go back yeah. to. Uh, Bryce, let's start off with yep. Rio, Dubai, any oh. of those. I know, I know we already touched Guadalajara too, but yep. we skipped over a couple big ones there. Rio uh, in Brazil and Dubai in the Middle East. Right, yeah. Uh, Rio was important because Alcarez, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, has taken the, the tennis, men's tennis tour by storm. And I know on our show, when we first saw him, we were like, okay, he's going to be great. We think he's going to be probably a clay quarter. He, you know, all you saw was like Dungeon Boy from Nadal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. we, you know, that's what we thought. But within a year, we have seen that he's an all-court player. I mean, people are trying to say, that, okay, slow it down. You're hyping him up too much or, or whatever. Look at what happened to Ryder Kanu. Let me let me be real clear about something. Raducanu is over here. Alcaraz is over here. Even when Raducanu won the U.S. Open, I never looked at her as like, oh, she was this next, like, oh, she's now going to run the tables, right? Or, right. you know, I thought she needs to either shine this one up real good and keep it in the front room, or she might get one late in her career, another one late in her career. Alcaraz for me, and I can only speak, and I know we can all speak from the same perspective, but, you know, I've been watching tennis for a very long time. And there have only been a handful of players that when I watched them in the beginning that I knew, like, okay, they are going to be a future top of the game. Right. Um, and I don't even have to name you those people because you know who they, who they are. I get that exact same feeling with Alcaraz. When I look 
at him as a package. He has everything. I mean, we used to say Coco Golf had everything, but actually Coco has some hitches in her game that she's going to need to fix before she can really be at the top of the game. Alcarez really has everything. He's got the solid camp. He's got the, the superstar mentorship. He's got no weaknesses on the court. He's got ground strokes. He's got serve. He's got movement. He's got hands at the net. He's got a fighter's attitude. He has the, the mentality to win. He plays well in pressure points. I mean, it's just like, what, what I mean, he maybe doesn't, he doesn't break a good racket. You know, his form isn't real good with that. But other than that, he's, <laughs> I, I think nothing's stopping him but himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that Alcaraz is definitely the real deal. Um, I think that, you know, again, I'm going to take it back to the camp because I think Bryce and I have always talked about this. I'm a firm believer in in who you have backing you and who you have behind you. And, and again, this is my thing with, uh, with Zverev. Juan Carlos Ferrero, one of my absolute favorites when he was on the tour, the Mosquito. Let's mm -hmm. not forget, he was with he was with Zverev, and because of that lack of discipline, he was like, "I'm out, deuces, I gotta go." And he's been working with Alcaraz, and you can see that discipline, you can see that fire, you can see the intelligence that he brings. And like Bryce said, you can also see that he's not just a clay court player. Let's not forget Juan Carlos Ferrero made the U.S. Open finals. He had a very accomplished hard court record. He is uh -huh. instilling a lot of that knowledge into Carlos Alcaraz, and right. you're seeing the results. I mean, I, that kid is awesome. And I, like you, Bryce, I, I, think, I think he will be running the men's side very, very well. He's already in the mix, but I think he's going to be running thing, things in a few years. Mm -hmm. yeah. With you, well, CB, what do you think? But, well, I've got one thing to say about Emma Raducanu. I think she's a one-hit wonder, like Bryce. <laughs> with too shy. <laughs> oh no! So, yes, yeah. I think she's a one-hit wonder. I think you, you know, she's a one-trick pony, uh, just like. Lamal and the boys from Kajagugu. So it's true. I, I actually pronounced her last name uh, Emma Kajagugu. Emma Kajagugu. <laughs> hey, look, I, I love Kajagugu because they were founded by Nick Rose and Duran Duran, who is yes. my favorite British yes. band to ever uh, hit the scene. Well, they, they had a couple of hits. Duran Duran were pretty good, but Kajagugu, that too shy, that was pretty good. You know, that was on Bands Reunited. Hush, yeah, that hush, was I do I. I uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's pretty funny stuff. But, yeah, Emma Raducanu, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if she'll – she just looks like she's struggling. I don't know who, if she's, you know, in good form or not. Obviously, mentally and physically, she looks like – physically, she looks fine. But mentally, there's something not uh, firing on all cylinders for her. The bag's too heavy. Yeah, the bag's too heavy. Big money. The bag's too heavy. That's the problem. Call her bag lady. <laughs> <laughs> right. Casting cast those big checks, you know. Yeah. yeah. She, she's got her one. She's done. So for the most part. But uh, nice girl. But, uh, you know, first, second round, I think they figured figured her out. Uh, you know, <laughs> as far as uh, thinking another Dubai. Do, have we talked about Dubai yet? I don't think uh -uh. we talked about Dubai. That was, that was no. some pretty good tennis over there. Uh, it was. You know, Vesely, you know, right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did he? Uh, what did he do? You know, as AJ was was well, saying, eats uh, nine hundred cheat meals. Kick. Yeah, I got big sexy. Kick. 
Right. Big sexy. Yeah, for me, one of the one of the Indian Wells highlights was the brothers interviewing Nick. But right. I was rather disappointed that when they were when they asked Nick about cheat meals, he totally glossed over the question. And then I thought, wait a minute, Vizelli about a month before, yeah. I that yeah. brother had fifteen or twenty cheat meals. Cheat meals, and then yeah. Djokovic, right, right. I mean, that's that that, that food gave him fire. Apparently, yeah. sure it is. Yeah, he went out Shepard. there in Isaac form. Yeah. Yeah, he, he beat just, up a whole bunch of folks. Right. He you had some, some good spicy Middle Eastern food and beat up who? He beat uh, Djokovic and Chapo, right? Chapo, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that a pretty good correct. tournament right there. So That was yeah. impressive, yeah. yeah well, I, I was like, well, what's that trophy You know, from Dubai? You know, it's kind of, is is it, it, it looks like the hawk. Is it a hawk or, or a the horn or something? Sailboat. The sailboat. That's what oh, it no, is. It's yeah. such, right. It's a unique... Uh, Looking trophy, that's for sure. I, I yeah. don't know if any any other one is like that out there. So, who who gets a sailboat for winning a tennis tournament? Usually, it's a yeah, a tennis player with a you know pose like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dubai is indeed yes. the sailboat, and Doha is the hawk. That's right. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, let's move down to Bryce. I know you mentioned Sloan at Guadalajara, uh, Layla Annie Fernandez at Monterey. Any other neat highlights from the first quarter before we go to our second segment? I, I just wanted to keep it in Dubai and oh, yeah, hit, yeah. The, hit the hit the ladies' side. Um, somebody woke Ostapenko up, and <laughs> yeah, and, and and she came out swinging for the fences and was clowning and actually took you know the title over over your girl Isaac uh, Cooter. Yep, Cooter uh, uh, Matova. Um, you know, we never know from whence Ostapenko is going to come. <laughs> but that she showed up true. in Dubai. Yeah. And that's why she has one lone French Open title is, is when she is on, she can play some, some spectacular tennis. I mean, she can hit the ball, y'all. Uh, but again, most of the time, you just got to, you know, cover your kids in the first row because she will light them up. <laughs> <on both sides. laughs> It looks Just like saying. she's lost some weight, though. I mean, since the French Open days, I mean, she was a little heavy. Looks like she's done a little bit of training. Uh -huh. She she might have been on five hundred cheat meals instead of nine hundred cheat meals, <laughs> but you know, she's kind of lowering the calorie you know count. But yeah, what happened? Where'd she come from all of a sudden? She was almost forgotten there for you know a couple of years. Seemed like that uh -huh. maybe she maybe she got uh, you know COVID for a year and a half or something and just sat at home. I I don't recall her really ever doing much here lately other than in, in dubai yeah no she was taking l's yes lots of them. yeah lots of them. well fellas anything else in that first quarter i, I don't know if we're getting into this later aj um have we really just given our flowers to Sviatek, though? I know we mentioned her just a couple minutes to. ago, but we need to give that young lady Craig, her love. Yeah. Because... Yeah, Craig, Craig mentioned her, and I want to go a little deeper on yeah. both Miami, you know, the Sunshine Double, both right. Miami and Indian Wells. And if we may add, the sunshine's pretty bright in Doha as well. That's the Sunshine Triple, triple. for Iga Sviatek. So, yeah, Ooh. let's... Uh, Let's lead with Isaac and Bryce on uh, what Craig kind of started is, uh, is Iga Sviantek. 
I mean, who is this young lady? <laughs> she came out in 2023 and was like, you know what? Yeah. If Ash Barney's not going to be around, <laughs> why not me? Right. Why not me? And I'm just going to leave it right there. Fellas, go right ahead. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I the thing that I love about her is that um, she, from day one, we saw she came with a pretty strong camp. And um, and she has acknowledged um, how much she looks up to Rafa. And you can see where she has taken certain things from like Rafa's style of play and has kind of employed those in her own game. Um, and the thing is that, that's really incredible is that, you know, it looks like there has been no pressure on her assuming that top spot. I mean, she like step into those matches like, okay, this one's supposed to be. Exactly. And uh and she is beating people with the quickness. She's also <laughs> pulling out, you know, matches, the the three setters when they go, you know, the distance. Um in my mind, which can be I guess a little twisted at times, but you know, I'm I, I like to think we'd eventually see uh Fiantech Osaka kind of battle. Osaka's got some mm. more work to kind of get there, but I think Sriatek's going to be there waiting for her. Yes. Fully. Yeah. I mean, she, she hits the crap out of the ball. That's all I want to say. I mean, I, I, she was pounding the ball. I was watching, uh, a couple, it was a couple weeks ago. I was like, holy smoke. She was, she, was it her and Azarenka? It was her and I'm trying to think who the match was. It was a couple of weeks ago. I was watching. I was like, damn, man, she was just firing out and just uh, swinging for the fences and they were going in. I was like, wow, that's that, that girl definitely uh, deserves to be number one. I, I'm going to miss Ash Barty because that finally, you know, AJ talked me over into her camp and I started realizing how great she was. She, she has a lot of texture on that slice backhand, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's the one thing that I liked about Barty. It was kind of like graph, you know, they could carve people up, you know, with that backhand, they didn't have to always hit the ball 9,000 miles an hour, but you know, uh, Ega, golly, man, I would, like I said, I was just really impressed that this one match, I'm, I'll have to think about it here for a second. Uh, but I was like, mm, man, Maybe, I don't know, or Sabalenka, maybe she's playing Sabalenka. I just was trying to remember that I was just really impressed. She was right on the baseline, like Agassi, you know, just taking everything off the rise and just kicking butt. And I was like, whoa, okay, if this girl can keep this up. Uh, yeah, and she did, obviously, and she's number one in the world. And that's, uh, I mean, Ash Barty probably would have been if she, she would have stayed around, but she'd asked to take her name off the, I think, the uh, the WTA mm -hmm. ro list roster. Right. And, uh, but, you know, Ega, man, that, that girl, she's, she's got some staying power. And I think that she's going to be a force to be reckoned the rest of the year. It's true. Shout out to Ash Barty for removing herself because she probably could have kept one yep. and then just uh, let herself plinko down. Right. And, and, and yeah. didn't, you know, she did. She's so classy. She's like, right, I'm going to go play golf yeah. this weekend. Ega, you're number one. Go for it, girl. And she right. did. And uh, I, I want to say another thing about Ega. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, when you win a, a tournament or two, uh, like she won the French Open uh, that, that weird October year, um, she used a Prince racket. Uh, she wasn't getting paid handsomely at all by that company. We know that. She got the bag from Technifiber and yeah. switched rackets, legit switched rackets. It's not a paint job. She, right. she took a month or two to adjust to it, and she's playing even better. And that does not always happen. Think of... Uh, one of our favorites, uh, Isaac, uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero, 
when he switched rackets, his game went in the tank for six, eight months. Mm -hmm. It was rough. It he sure did. To head, um, you know, big, big, big praise for Iga for making that adjustment and the attitude. Uh, and I've always admired this of uh, uh, of Ash Barty. She's stoic. Like she's gonna control what she can control. What she ain't controlling, she's not controlling. She's not worried about it. Right, right. And I feel like Iga has inherited that. And one more thing, uh, I want to wax poetically on Iga. When I first heard an interview with her, it happened to be that she was she had won, and she was talking about her admiration for Rafa Nadal. And I was like, look at this girl. She's almost crying. Her voice is breaking up a little. And then, of course. I saw her in the next interview, and her voice was still the same. So, so I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Well, That's funny. Uh, yeah. You guys rock. This has been so fun talking highlights. I want to go to the yes. second segment here, and this has to do with our favorite moments and highlights on our shows, but also on each other's shows. I ask you, uh, Isaac, which would you like to go first? I, I, we can go first. I mean, okay. I, I just think with, with your show, with, with, you know, at the net, um, who you all bring forward and, and the stories that they're able to tell are really, in my opinion, the biggest thing that is just so incredible about you guys. I mean, again, we have different slants on our podcast versus yours, but I really love the fact that you have guests that come in, they talk about their stories. They talk about what they're doing in the tennis space. And I just feel like that is something that needs to be given more shine and more visibility. And so for me, that to me is, is really just an incredible thing that you all are doing is again, giving voice to people who are really helping this sport uh, move forward. So that's, that's what I would share. You are so Thank kind. You. Thank you, Craig, you're, uh, you're up next. What, what do you love and appreciate about the uh, Brothers on Tennis shows? Well, I, 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 you know, since we've known them in, in the short period of time, I'm, I'm always impressed by how, how well that they maneuver through. Like, I, I'm always impressed, like, they were Indian Wells, and just to see them, you know, I'm going, damn, those guys are, are right there interviewing, you know, these, these uh, superstars in tennis, and you guys are, are just so uh, awesome with, with your interview skills, how you uh, do uh, presentations, you know, with, and that's, that's not an easy deal. Because you know, you've got to have a set series of questions in your mind, kind of who, what, when, where, why. And you all handle that with such grace, such elegance. Uh, I'm, I'm just so impressed, you know, when I see you guys like at Indian Wells. I'm just like, hey, damn, Bryce, Bryce and Isaac, man, they got it going over there with these folks. You know, it's like, that's, that's really cool. I, I, you know, applaud you all for, for the professionalism, the way you all uh, handle those things. So those, those spot-on interviews, you know, you've got to be thinking, you know, what's going on in the current you know, in the, in maybe in the future, a little bit of past, but uh, you guys are, are quick witted and, but just the professionalism that you all bring to brothers, brothers at the, uh, uh, at the net, uh, you know, brothers on tennis, you know, that I was thinking brothers at the net, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> brothers, <laughs> brothers on tennis. Yeah. I got too many things going. I'm like Joe Biden. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy, you're a busy man. <laughs> so <go>. crazy. <laughs> so, well, but, Bryce, kudos, um, kudos to Bryce, you guys. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's move it down to Bryce. What are your favorites? Uh, little highlights of the At the Net podcast. Yeah, you know, it piggybacking a little bit on what Isaac said. I think it's what we kind of have as a shared interest between our two podcasts, which is, you know, with Brothers on Tennis, we wanted to give 
some shine to people that were often missed by the mainstream. And, you know, as, as Isaac so eloquently stated a few minutes ago, you guys do the same thing with uh, a completely different demographic. Um, but I want to talk about something else that I like about your show. And, and I always think when you have two people that are co-hosts, right? You don't really want two people that are exactly the same, right? You want, you know, uh, a little contrast there. And I love the contrast between you two because, you know, AJ, you're the very like, you know, like very trained professional, um, you know, facilitator, right? I think you're the best at facilitating I've seen in any of the podcast shows. Uh, and, and then you throw on top of that that you can do impressions. <laughs> and it's, it's like, that's great. And then you have Craig, who really comes like, you know, Uncle Luke from yes. the backyard, you know? He's, <laughs> Uncle Joe. I mean, you know, he's, just, he's very casual. He's very like, you know, will we'll say anything that comes off the top of his head. And that's, no, and what I'm saying is that's a good balance yeah. between the two of you because it makes for a good, you know, kind of dynamic, a good uh, rapport between uh, the two of you. Um, and, and I love that. So, um, no, I, and I agree with you a thousand percent because I, I, I do think AJ does, you know, in ours, we do three sets, three segments, and AJ does a fantastic job on the first two sets and segments, you know, uh, getting their background, getting their current and future projects. And then, you know, me, I just kind of tag along for the third set. I've got the easy job. You, know? <laughs> you are and, awesome, and, though. And, and yeah. you know, Craig makes people laugh who I've known for 30 mm. years. Like, <laughs> like uh, we had a guest on recently. I've known this cat for 30 years. I love him. We're pals. I've probably made him laugh less than Craig did in that one set, you know, in the third <laughs> well, hey, uh, I want to get yeah. to yeah. my favorite VOT yeah. moments. And that was, you know, on one hand, I fully agree with Bryce that we both look at some things and, and uh, both our shows look at some things that aren't covered by the mainstream, but you guys had a chance to touch my heart with Isha Price of the King Richard movie with Reynaldo Marcus Green. Was this his last name, Green? Green, Ray, yes. Ray. Everybody calls him Ray. Reynaldo, right. man. And then, of course, also the um, executive producer. Uh, I mean, for, for me, those two stood out. And that's those are some highlights of your show. I'm not going to ruin it because mm -hmm. I want people to go to Spotify or wherever, wherever that's hosted. I know I saw it on either Apple or po Spotify podcast, but I was touched for the whole hour on those two or three uh, uh, exclusives, really, because they've been interviewed, but not all those four people involved with the movie so directly and so heavily. Mm. Uh, they've not been interviewed by anybody but you guys. So uh, let's call yeah. it a King Richard exclusive. And my not just that my heart was full and I was uh, touched to hear uh, the insider story about a, a movie that's clearly seeing success, but my heart was also full hearing that my brothers at the net were my brothers on tennis were uh, the guys with the exclusive. So awfully well done on that one. Yeah. Uh, Thank let's, you, sir. Yeah, of course. Let's why don't we move into brothers talking about their own highlights for a second. I, I mean, to <laughs> start with me. I, I, I don't know what is our what was one of our highlights? I don't. 
I don't really think about our podcast. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The King Richard exclusive was 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 awesome. Wow. I mean, that yeah. that to me was something that we were extremely excited about. Very blessed to be able to get the folks that we t- we spoke with and just have <laughs> that genuine conversation that we had. But I'd say that was my highlight. Bryce, I'll pass it to you. Yeah, and that's perfect um, because I, I definitely think that is one of the highlights. The other highlight that I would throw out for us is. Um, our, our relationship with the City Taste of Tennis. Yes. And so our ability to, I mean, we literally, when we first got into this whole podcast game, we said, you know what? Boy, it would be nice one day if we could just get like an invite to one of those city events just to like experience it and to see what it's like. And to think, that was a couple of years ago and now we are an official partner with ays marketing and city taste of tennis we do the player interviews for the events um you know going from just wanting to be able to step in an event to being a partner of these events going forward um i i love doing that and i think the interview the player interviews that we get those nights I think our, our viewers, they benefit from that. Well stated, yeah. Bryce. Very yeah. well stated. Big, yeah, like big so, highlight. Yeah. I, I'm just so in awe of, of, like I said, the way you guys interview people, and you all do such a great job. And oh, I've list, listened to you know, several of, of your interviews, and, and I'm like, wow, these guys have got it going. And you all, you know, I, I know you haven't been in the podcast game a long time, but, I mean, you sound like you've been in there, you know, in, in the uh, – media game for 40 or 50 years you sound like veterans <laughs> oh, Greg, thank I, you. i'm going to play, play bad cop as we get into the spicy segment uh they're such great interviewers but what is up with how many people did not quite get my favorite question that y'all asked you asked them a very simple amazing legacy question you asked them all all right y'all whitney michael jackson or prince what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this, Ooh. because we didn't post all the interviews we, we did that night. Um, okay. uh, but I did uh, like a little tally. So that night, we and I can't remember what the exact numbers were, but let's say it was a total of 10 mm. players we asked. Zero people said Prince. Not what? a really? single person said Prince. And I think seven said Michael Jackson, and I think three said Whitney, and the three that said Whitney were all women. And yeah, and we had two people who both almost didn't even let me finish saying the list once they heard Michael Jackson. They were like, Michael, I don't need to hear anything else. It's it's Michael. That's who's came from there. Boy, that's a t- that's a tough one. I'm sitting there trying to think of all the great songs, but you know, Jackson, Michael Jackson. I mean, I'm gonna have to say Michael Jackson for you know for me. That dude was pound for pound it, the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, artists out there. And uh, well, all the songs he influenced, and all the you know from his days as a youth, you know, as a singer when he was about you know eight years old with the Jackson Five, you know, you know, A, a B C, you know, 
<laughs> that, that that kind of stepped into you know thriller into you know i mean he had an unbelievable career in the range of his voice they it was a little weird on the on the personal side but that's that's enough <laughs> but his music was spot on i mean you talk about a generation anybody hangs around the chimpanzee you know kind of like that yeah it's like come on. craig going in hey right, i'm we, just i'm just saying you know we might have changed this subject I, I did say he was a great singer. I said he was a great singer. Personally, maybe a little off, you know, but, you know, hey, maybe if I didn't have a childhood and I did stuff like, you know, he, he didn't get a chance really. You, know, you start thinking about, you know, his dad and what all went on uh, right. in that, that place. But the Jackson 5, man, those guys, I was always wanting to hang around the Jackson 5 when I was a kid because Michael Jackson was such, was such mm -hmm. a great artist, dancer. <laughs> I mean, gosh, the guy was an entertainer deluxe. I don't know if we've, we've ever seen – a better person pound for pound in our in our generation that we've grown up with that uh there's some great bands that lead men but you know the glove you know that was it that's him that's him well uh what what else is kind of spicy uh i kind of said my piece there let's start with isaac on this one give us some spice from this past uh quarter or maybe uh what you see right now in the current moment well, I'm just going to say that apparently Ash Barty was listening to Brothers on Tennis because she saw that Isaac predicted her to basically win the rest of the slams for the year. And then she was like, I'm out, y'all. So that's, yeah, that was my spicy moment. She said deuces. So oh. I, I, I'm, I'm still very, very much hurt because of that. <laughs> sad, sad, right. sad. Let's go to Craig. Anything spicy from the man? You know, trying to think about what's out there that might be, be a little spicy right there. Uh, maybe the Australian Open. I'm going to say, what the hell were those people thinking down in Australia with Novak Djokovic? You know, that what a conundrum that was, or a cluster. You know, and I could add a few more adjectives on the end of that. Yeah. But we're on Instagram. I don't want to get kicked off. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, having Novak come down there saying, oh, yeah, he's in, he's not in, he's in, he's not in. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I love Australia and I like the Australians, but man, that, I thought that was a, a tennis conundrum right there. So that's just, I, that's I, just I, me. I agree with what they did, but how they did it, not so beautiful. Right. No, right. And, and, and I'm not a huge Novak fan. Novak, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not a fan of yours, but you know, Novak, what do you, what do you think about me saying <laughs> not a fan? Craig, I love you. <laughs> I still like to put AJ on the spot. You know, I want I want to put Novak on the spot all the time. You know, he, he knows that I don't. I'm not a real Novak fan, but I do like to hear his voice every now and then. So. Craig, uh, uh, a, a, both on the court as well as off the court, I'm a big fan of yours, even if you don't say admiring my game so much. But I I will throw my uh, my heart to all four sides of Craig's office. Boom toss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, let's get to some spicy stuff from you. What do you got for us? Okay, y'all gonna probably be mad at me for, for naming this, but I, I have to because I think it's significant. And it really is the Will Smith situation at the Oscars. Um, and the reason why I bring it up is because unfortunately in the, during the time of this whole Williams story, to me, one of the consistent things is there's always been a detractor some way, somehow taking away from their success, whether it's been press or media, whether it's been, you know, racism, whether it's been jealousy in the locker room, whether it's been health issues, whether I mean, it's just it's always something. Right. And it looked like for a moment that this King Richard picture was going to be the one thing 
that was like, everyone was acknowledging greatest tennis movie we've ever seen, you know, all the, the nominations and the awards and Will Smith is going to finally win his first, you know, Oscar for this particular role. This is going to finally vindicate, you know, Richard Williams um, and, you know, give him the flowers that he's due. And it, it was supposed to be all this shine that ultimately came back on the Williams family. Right. And because of the incident that happened, once again, we have a, a detractor from it. And so that was, you know, I wasn't as much, I wasn't as involved energy-wise into the actual action, what happened. I was really more invested in the repercussions and the people that had to suffer them um, that weren't even really involved in that. Right. You're, you're referring to Questlove for sure. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yep. Probably referring to the whole Williams family, which I know Serena said, you know, that was uh, that was not good. That was like right. she, she was very critical uh, from her family's perspective. And, you know, I, I may I, I'm if I may add, uh, I loved how thoughtfully and like Craig said, elegantly, delicately, you, you guys gave a nuanced take on the was it the Monday night? So 24 hours basically after the Rock Smith uh, incident. Uh, you handled it with such nuance and sensitivity and sadness. And sometimes that's not easy to do. Sometimes it's easier just to make fun of it, which is something, you know, m my reflex goes to that. But you guys were, like you said, very heavily invested in, in it uh, repercussion wise. And I appreciate that. Uh, that, that was Quit. more serious, but also spicy. But uh, I've got a great comment here. I believe it was Linnell who said the ATP needs anger management training. Um, <laughs> She's right, and they've let some stuff go on. And uh, you know, I, I I want them to be firmer, but I also love a little humor. And I loved Andy Roddick's tutorial on look, I busted a ton of rackets, and here's how you do it, and you don't get fined. Like right. anybody, you don't hit a ball, kid. You don't smack a ball and hit a lady in the right. throat. Y'all, here's how you do it. Like Roddick, hats off, bro. That was good. Yeah, no, that was, I, I, I saw that piece. That was pretty, pretty damn funny. Can, can I back up and ask one question, though, to, to Bryce and Isaac? Do you, do you all think that was set up, that Will Smith, Chris Rock, or do you all believe, just out of curiosity, what's your all's take on that? To me, I've got my own opinion, and I'll tell no. you if, if you want me to. Do you think it was, it was it, in the moment right there, and uh, it wasn't for ratings or anything like that? Because I know the Oscars no. has had, had, a, had a real issue with some ratings. So now we're, we're all talking about it. Or a lot of people are talking. No, it's it's yeah. too much fallout from oh. from Will's perspective because I just he's he's he it, this hurt his career, Craig. I mean, it it this has hurt him both financially from an image standpoint. For me, I've always been a Will Smith fan, and for yeah, me, and I am. I, I, I don't am even want to watch any of his films right now. I just yeah. don't want to even look at the guy. This to me, it was it was just it was just not appropriate. And, and, and so for me, no, I don't believe that it was staged. I'll, I'll bro, pass it to Bryce. Bro, but before you do, bro, yeah. I want you to watch Six Degrees of Separation. This is an early Will Smith film. Mm -hmm. You will see that. I, I'm almost getting nauseated right now thinking of it. He played a weird, amazing character. It's when I realized he's not just a comedic actor, he's a brilliant, dramatic actor. He played right. basically Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye. 
in, in a way. And he played a very modern shyster version of that. And it made me think, my God, he has some demons. And they came out brilliantly in that. I wish he had gotten an Oscar for that. Granted, it was a tiny independent film. Uh, he did get an Oscar for this, which is a massive theatrical release. But when I uh, feel like watching a Will Smith vehicle, it's going to be that one. Bryce, you're up. No, I, I totally agree with Isaac. And I think if, when we were watching it live, that was the initial thought, right? Because you would think that between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars and, and all of that, there were two things that told me immediately it was, this was real. Number one, when Will got back to his seat and you saw what he was screaming in the uh, auditorium, yeah, that was real. And then number two, here in the States, when they did the whole Oscars cutaway type thing, the Oscars is one of the most precisely produced events of the year, all right? They would avoid having to do that at any cost. Right? <laughs> and the and and the fact that they had to do that and cut away and yeah, no, I, that told me like they, they were not expecting this. This was not planned. And it was nobody well really honestly, I was about to say no one benefited from it. It actually looked like looks like Chris Rock. Chris. In terms Chris of his ticket, <laughs> he, he's been benefiting a little bit. But Them ticket like, prices going up. Also, right. also, Chris Rock's brother is doing okay right now, too. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I see. We need to shut him up, actually. But um, but Will, yeah, Will is taking a tremendous hit. Uh, fortunately, he's in a position to be able to take it. So, so what do you think about Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl? Was that uh, <laughs> was that was that planned? <laughs> Oh, Craig. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think curious minds, you know, are that, you know, I just had a thought. So, no, I, I, I just, I just, just thought it, it, I don't know. I just, you know, there, there was a thought from, uh, uh, one of our, our listeners or listeners. Oh, ah, sorry. Let me see, I'm trying to sit there. There we go. The other thing that was weird is that if someone comes straight into your personal space, usually back it up, or put your hands or it's natural reaction. Chris Rock didn't do either. So that's, that's, I, I kind of saw that. And that's what I was kind of looking at going, I wonder if that's real or stage, you know, but yeah. They said he has a condition though. They, okay. I, I, and I, who knows if this is actually true or not, but they said that there's some condition that he has that doesn't allow him to recognize when someone is actually uh, coming to yeah. do something physical like that. I can't yeah. remember what new yeah. show I saw that on, but they, yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris kind of suffers from something that, that, yeah. And and what I will say about the the Janet and, and Justin thing, just is, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake thing is just simply put, y'all is abreast. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. Because what they did to Janet was ridiculous. Yeah, we right. we see gore, okay. we see blood flying all over the place on the TVs, but you can't see a breast, you can't see a nipple. Let's 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 go. A beautiful one at that. Oh my god. And, and, and let's Ooh. remember, Janet is not the one that ripped it off. Right. Correct. It's the kid. Correct. So, so you know, so you that's got, what I'll you, say. You, you got to look at other reasons why she may right. have been targeted. Right. Yeah. 
She's a great looking girl back then, man. I, I like Janet Jackson. I thought she was really. What do you mean back then? Back, back then? <laughs> no, well, right. I haven't seen her lately. She, she's still Ooh, looking pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I will oh, send okay. you a photo. Yeah, okay. Janet is. <laughs> I want you all to interview her, Janet Jackson. Come on, guys. You know what? I want you to <laughs> yeah, try to help make much. that happen for us. <laughs> so, so there is your task, Mr. CB. Okay. Before we have our second quarter collab yeah. show, okay. we I'm going to need an update on the Janet Jackson situation. Okay. Uh, there right. you go. Uh, there you go. We have a good R and D department at, at the net, so <laughs> that is true. I'll task that task that to them right now. So, well, guys, anything else on the spicy segment or uh, before we adjourn for the night? How about you? Anything spicy? Yeah, come you? on, yeah, hey, Jeff, right. Well, thank now. you. Um, you know, I I I'm gonna go with Osaka times two. Osaka mm. dates YBN Corday, right? But she is so uh, friendly and uh, quick to, to well, basically she came just a mile and a half from here to watch Chris Eubanks uh, qualify and then, win, uh, and then in a main draw match. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, there she was, mm -hmm. you know, a few rows away from me. I didn't even know it. Uh, I think it was Tennis Tycoon texted me. He's like, dude, are you there? Naomi is like right over there in front of you like that. Uh, so she's watching Chris Eubanks and I love mm -hmm. Chris Eubanks. He's got the legs about the size of my forearms, but he's got this XXL one-handed backhand. I love that kid. And clearly Naomi is pals with him too. And mm -hmm. he has to tag along in Dallas. And then in LA, she is uh, hitting, rallying a little with Nick. She sits down on the baseline near the alley to observe his pinpoint on his serve, how he brings the leg up. She starts imitating it and serves like an absolute genius and played really well th that whole week after L.A. in uh, Indian Wells. So that's my little bit of spice. I'm sure her relationship with YBN is wonderful, but she does seem to enjoy the company of some tall fellas like, uh, like Eubanks and Nick. Well, let me tell you what I liked, speaking of a little spicy with Naomi. Yeah. I liked when in the tournament... Uh, that she was predicted to, oh, who was it? It was uh, uh, Wozniacki ah, had no. stated that I think she saw Kerber and somebody else coming through and Osaka had heard that, heard her say that. And she said, and she said it so confidently too, you know? And that's when she went out there and she wore her out <laughs> uh, on the court. And I said, that's the reaction we want to see from Osaka when she gets offended or when she gets mad, take it out on these take people <laughs> on, on the court. <laughs> you know, that's what we want to see. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. Before we, before we go, let me ask you all a quick question uh, on, on commentators, since we're, we're kind of commentators here, you, you all more than, than me, all three of you. What do you, what do y'all think about Wozniacki? You like her? your comments you know on tennis channel you know i've been listening to her and, and uh, you know who i really like is chandra rubin and taylor townsend i like those two in in, in the tc live booth i've i've missed seeing taylor townsend she hadn't been on as much here recently i think she's going back on tour if, if i caught caught something out there and mm -hmm. then uh, but I, look, I do like chandra rubin you know as well with stevie weissman and andy roddick they've got a nice little three you know uh, yeah, with roddick uh, in uh, what's he in north kakalaki north carolina yeah, you know, they pipe him in, and then uh, Weissman, and then Chanda right there at TC Live, and then Taylor was in there. What do you all think about those those new faces uh, out there? 
I'll let you go, Bryce. Oh, uh, well, you know, we are huge fans of Chanda. Um, and um, Wozni Aki, I thought she was okay. Uh, I, I wasn't, like, blown. She wasn't like a Sloan to me, who I think is the one who is waiting in the wings to take over mm-hmm. <laughs> broadcasting. Um, but I thought, I thought Carolyn was, was, was um, I thought she was okay. Uh, I do like Taylor. I actually like Taylor a little more than uh, mm-hmm. Wozniacki mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of her commentating style. Wozniacki has a little more probably relevant stories to tell, which make her, you know, I think a little more interesting uh, there. And Andy, and I'll just, before I turn over to Isaac, I'll just say about Andy Roddick, uh, like how you are about Novak, that's the way I was about Andy when he was a player, was not a fan. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Andy, wasn't a fan uh, of you as a player at all. Um, But I am a big fan of his uh, in the commentary, um, you know, as an analyst and as uh, a color analyst there. Uh, I think he's hilarious. He's right on. I like his kind of self-demeaning type of comments that he, he makes. And uh, I think he's really, really good. I'm, I'm very impressed. Man, good stuff all around. I'm so proud to uh, have gotten to host this first one. I can't wait till the next one. I just wanted to say shout out to Instagram for letting us go an extra 20 minutes. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the brother of Dennis. Where are you guys going? Come on, let's, <laughs> let's you know, we, we got us a party going. If they're let's go 20, maybe they'll let us go another couple hours. You know I mean, it's only 9, 920, you know, Dallas it time. It's 820, 720, out there in the LA in the, in the, uh, the OC. in the OC out there with, with uh, Bryce and Isaac. Come on, we can go a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Andy Murray? Andy Murray, don't you think we should go a little longer? Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah it's great, Craig. Uh, we've got Linnell asking if I, I, I chuffed a bit. She's asking if I'd do the Federer impression, but I'm just not. I'm just, <laughs> so Linnell, I'm sorry. I, I do Dominic team. I'll do Nick, yeah. but Federer is too nuanced. And it's this weird blend of regular English and a tiny Swiss German accent and maybe a little South African in there. So it's, it's too tough. Plus, his voice is a little on the high side, and it's way easier for me to go Murray or, uh, or you know, Joker. So well, thank, you, thank you, Manel. Well, I like your Dom team. Is Dom, are you going to play uh, this year, you know, sometime French Open? Are you going to be around? Yeah, I mean, it's a joke. I've been uh, <laughs> hurt for so long. <laughs> My wrist is just – I've got a huge backhand, right? And um, – <laughs> Sorry, guys. I diverted. I'm, I'm That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Sorry. Well, guys, what yeah. a party. Oh, uh, folks God. at home. So much fun. Hope you yeah. can, uh, you know, like, share, subscribe, save, whatever. Share it with your pals, whether they are uh, at the net or not at the net, whether they are brothers on tennis or not brothers. We're all family. I'm just so proud to be involved with these guys. And, uh, and good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank We're you. Leaving. This is a blast. <laughs> I'm staying around. Anybody want to stay and join me? <laughs> That's Uncle Luke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. Enjoy night. the next clay court season. Join, bro, brothers on tennis. 
Your yeah. next one is yeah. when? Is it this weekend or, or next Monday? Um, it's uh, Monday, right? Yeah, I think- yeah, next Monday. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> week from today. Folks at home, one week from right now, join the brothers on Monday night and then watch the recording and the Instagram. Uh, two days from tonight, watch Craig and me at the net on Instagram. And then Sunday, we won't have uh, a show for Easter, but thank you all and good night from- Oh, oh, but if you're looking for something to do on Sunday for Easter, go to Versus. We're gonna have, they're gonna have Mary Mary versus BB and CC Winings. If you know anything about black gospel music, black contemporary gospel music, Mary Mary versus BB and CC Winings, history making. Love it. (laughs) Love it. You guys rock. Um, One more shout out. Uh, Isaac, I used your song that I love so much, Jump Into Life. Tell us a little bit how people can come and check out some of your music. Oh, well, that's really the only one I got out. (laughs) I want people to go to the BMB experience for more music. Yeah, Yeah. see, Craig, AJ, you are the best. Yes, so yeah, I also have a bunch of pseudonyms. I'm Brothers on Tennis, I'm Isaac. I'm also the BMB experience, so BMB, BNB, yeah, the bnbexperience.com. Uh, you can go there. You can do use my handle. And yes, I, I do have a song that I put out last year. And yeah, I'd love for you to listen to it. And hopefully it moves you. It has moved me, not just the music and the fact that I'm pals with the singer, but the lyrics. <laughs> Who wrote that, man? That'd be me. The whole thing. Wow, that's great. Well, I did not, I, I, music is not mine, but yes, the lyrics, lyrics are mine and the vocal is, is me. So that is, I'm very proud of that song from the, from the lyrical standpoint, because it was something I wrote during the pandemic and it's like, you're afraid sometimes. And you know, it's sometimes you just, just, just jump into life. Y'all just don't, don't overthink it. Jump into life. Can, can I ask one question? Can I play the glockenspiel on it? You know, next, your next, I, I'm a great glockenspiel player, so I want to play the glockenspiel, okay? I'm very convivial. That's a bet. That's he a bet. Is, to be this, yes. Y- yet another Uncle Luke example. And <laughs> when he shows up with the glockenspiel in hand, you're going to be like, okay, it's Uncle Drew. Like, it's Uncle Drew. Yeah. No, I like Uncle, Uncle Joe better. I want to be Uncle Joe. Actually, Uncle Luke is already taken. Okay. <laughs> uh, Miami may be coming for me, uh, calling you Uncle Luke. So, yeah, let's go with Uncle Joe. Or Uncle, C- Uncle Joe. Or Uncle CB. <laughs> Uncle CB. There we go. I like that. Yeah, you guys are fun. This is too shout fun. Out to, yeah. Shout out to Bill Riddle, who's been a guest on both shows. Yeah. Uh, he just said, he just made fun of me a little bit. He's like, longest sign off ever. <laughs> I told you I could keep you guys going. You know, you know, I can still keep it rolling. So it's I'm gonna keep plan. asking questions, Riddler. You know, come on, Riddler. We we got a couple of more questions out there. I'm sure we've got, uh, you know, for these guys. We we got we got another page, but we're gonna get to it next quarter. You guys, God bless. Love y'all. Yeah. Salute. Have a good night. All right. Later. <laughs> good, good night from Uncle CB. <laughs>
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.